This is season six of the Team Roping Journals podcast, The Score. With over two million downloads, this is where Team Ropers talk. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome to The Score. Today's episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. I'm going to tell you more about their rope selection at the commercial break. Okay, everybody, I am back on the score. Taylor has done such a good job of keeping everything afloat while I have been just busy, busy in print land doing all sorts of things for the magazine and all sorts of travel. So I am so very grateful for her, but I am back this week on the score. And today's episode is with the Cheyenne Champs, Billy Bob Brown and Kirby Blankenship. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about why this was such a emotional win for them, but more, I was, I mean, I was so excited about it, and I don't get to tell you um, a lot about just different inner workings of things that go on at the magazine, but I'm going to tell you about Billy Bob Brown, because I don't remember how long it was, 10 years ago, Billy Bob kind of first really broke onto the scene, and he was roping with Logan Medlin, and this kid at the time was so easy to work with and willing, and I a lot of what we do for as much content, and that's magazines, now it's podcasts and videos and lots of pictures that we put out, a lot of what we do requires a lot of me asking for favors because there's so many guys who are so busy and I need all their help all the time. And Billy Bob and Logan both back then were so, so easy to work with. They made my job easy. They would answer phone calls. They would show up for photo shoots. Uh, when they won the college finals, they were articulate. They had thought about their answers. They were just well-spoken. So Billy Bob has always been fabulous. In 2020, he was helping out at the national finals. He was helping filling in for Matt Sherwood as the event rep, and he was working with the cattle and making sure all the steers were lined out every time, every night. And he would come and do the steer report with me. He was always so ready to do it. He had his notes. He... Uh, he cared about my steer report, which might not sound like a big deal, but just getting people to help me do stories to help the whole sport of team roping is, I, I don't know. I'm a fan. It makes my job easy. Anybody who makes my job easy is one of my, <laughs> is, is one of my go-to guys. So when Billy Bob won, I was so excited for him. Uh, Kirby as well. I had never met Kirby, but I had a day in Cheyenne free a couple years ago and I had a videographer. And the videographer was already booked. The project got canceled that he was on. And I was going to have to pay him anyways. Uh, So my producer, Mariah, uh, she called me and she said, hey, I need some guys. We're going to shoot some instructional stuff for roping.com. Who can you get? And I looked at the day sheet and was like, man, I don't. There's a lot of circuit guys on here. Not sure who's up today. Uh, but then I saw Lane Ivy was on the list. And Lane is is another one of those guys who's easy to work with and does everything. Um, and he had this kid healing for him named Kirby Blankenship. Didn't know Kirby. Uh, but Lane said, sure, we'll come run some practice years for you and talk. And Lane and Kirby came and spent the afternoon with us. They did a wonderful job. I remember Mariah texting me saying, this Kirby kid is so great to work with. And he was. And I know we had a great time at the Riata Buckle when Kirby won the Riata Buckle heading. And I just, I again, I'm going to say it again, I am a fan of people who make my job easy. And so when these two won Cheyenne yesterday, I mean, obviously Caleb and Junior were second. They do make my job easy as well. So no, I was 
I was always pulling for them. Uh, but when Billy Bob and Kirby won, uh, especially knowing that Billy Bob has taken some time off, um, has been off the trail for quite a few years now, and, and that Kirby is building a business as far as a horse training business goes and really hoping to rodeo a little bit too, I was stoked for them. So that is enough about my personal feelings about these guys winning, but I don't often get to share them. So I did want to throw that out there that it was, it was great for some good guys who are helpful and kind and well-intended to win the daddy of them all. So here is our interview with Billy Bob Brown and Kirby Blankenship. I think, Billy Bob, even the announcer knew you were going to have like a lot of feelings about today. Why? Like, why do you think everybody knew? Like, I obviously I was very emotional for you, but why do you think everybody understood the significance of this for you right now? Well, I think one of the biggest deal is for me was my dad in all my years rodeo, and he's never came to one. And he said, if you make the semifinals, I'll come out, and then we advanced, and then it was just kind of a surreal moment, I guess, you know, because family is the biggest thing in my life. Um, We've all lived by each other. Only time we spent apart was me going to college and it's 45 minutes. We all live on the same place and that's kind of how my grandpa made it. And it was just a big deal to have everybody here. And like I said earlier, you know, you want to have confidence and believe in yourself, but something like this is just kind of surreal feeling, you know. Uh, We like to stay humble as we can and it's just, it's a blessing for sure, but it's just, uh, it's crazy, I guess, you know, but to have all the family here and mom came and it was just crazy. Yeah. Kirby, I have obviously known him quite a bit longer, but what does this mean for for you at, at this point of your career? Uh, I think it's a pretty big deal because, I mean, I've never, I've came here two times. One time was with Lane Ivy and we ran I'll never forget we talked to Tony Rana the other day and we ran his steer and he went straight left and Lane headed him but you know I, I missed him because he was he went left so hard and you know to come up here and to have you know we we had we drew pretty good steers and and uh for my second time coming I think it was pretty special to be able to win it I mean there's people that will never be able to get to do that and uh you know we just you you can't even you can't even talk can't even make words come true because it's just you don't really know what it feels like but it's just cool to get the opportunity we had and the steers and the horses and just our run you know it was pretty it worked today Billy Bob just let's start basic to walk me through the week what was your qualifying steer what what all has happened well since the 16th I guess it's been uh we ran yeah we ran our first steer on the 16th and then came back to the semifinals and honestly we barely got by we won fourth the first semifinals and then the quarterfinals or the quarterfinals i guess was mm-hmm. first we won fourth there then one and you six. were going fast right remember because that's where your hat flipped up yeah I gave it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah about got stampede string no actually yesterday or friday when we roped when it was helen and stuff my hat got real loose and i was like oh now i'm gonna have my hat flip up then this time i'm gonna lose it so i had to run the restroom and the porter party and get some toilet paper and stuff my hat so it wouldn't fall off i'm like there's i'm not losing it for sure it could (laughs) flop up but i'm not losing it so yeah but we we ran that steer that we had today the other day and 
we thought he was one of the on the better end of them if i got a good go like i did the other day and then he kind of pulled a little uh dipping twirl on us a little left and right and then it worked out but i was nervous when i threw it to be honest your head loop hurt him so much last time that he was <laughs> yeah. he was so we'll go with that one. yes we'll go with that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then today, so he, you said he, is your horse a little bit, your horse has a lot of forward to it, a right? A lot of forward. A lot of forward. Talk about that and how that worked or, you know. Or yeah, well, kind of that's, that's how we kind of, how I've based my heading on a lot, really. I guess I kind of, when I first started, Charlie helped me a lot and just trying to set the steers up and not really crunching them down to where Kirby can keep riding you know and that's kind of how our run's been the last several years so we don't really try to change that much and that steer he actually hit funky the first time and then Cole Sherwood and them had him and he hit funky again so the main thing to me was stick and kind of step ahead but today when I was stuck and he stepped back to the right it kind of scared me because I hit him harder than I wanted to but it ended up working out but we like to keep forward motion a lot if we can just to not kill the runoff and just keep my horse from ducking into other rodeos. Kirby, you talk, yeah, talk about did you have any hiccups this week or anything that like scared you? Give me give me your highs and lows of the week, I guess. Actually that that steer for sure twice now. Uh on Friday we ran him and I kinda dallied like a weenie hut junior, but I got some redemption today and I dallied really good, but I did get a bonus right leg. So today? Yeah. Oh, if you go back and watch video. the video, the slow mo it, it, it doesn't look as bad, but in my eyes when I threw it I was like Wow, I just did that. And when I dallied it came tight and I was like First I got it. Ever pulled back. Yeah, he got Bob. the horse show moving. Actually pulled back and I'm like, Thank God you're ready on now, pull back one time. Bob Bob said it was the first uh pullback I've given him so he was super pumped about that did you pull back on the bridle reins too yeah oh, I did. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I have to watch I didn't yeah. watch the slow-mo like it was a it was a, a big pullback for me a minor for junior probably <laughs> triggers used to it though because yeah. when I heal on him back home he gets yeah. it in the 12 point Bob gets two feet we're pulling back yeah. okay so why are you riding his heel okay horse? so uh my my sorrow he's he's uh, he was I mean he was fine to ride but I just like the way uh Bob's horse, you know, trigger heat. He's shorter strided. He's smaller. My other horse, like when you're running that fast, you get him really spread out. My other horse is Cowie. He'd read the cow, but I was just, uh, I liked the way his feet, I guess, moved for me. Like it's easier for him to time the steer up. It might take me a little bit longer for the other horse to get. That was just my opinion, you know. After the first day, I told uh, Chris, his dad, he that's his horse, and he uh, he he saw me riding him. He said, "Oh, trigger got to." got to go with got the dad daddy, yeah. he was uh he was super pumped about it and you know when we got here for the for the perps in the semifinals they asked if i was going to change it and i said I'm, I'm not getting off of him he's he's getting it so he worked awesome he's fast he's free he's easy i mean you can't really ask for a better horse and i appreciate them letting me ride him because it's a, he's a champ and your horse was your horse was part of the emotion of the win too oh, yeah. now I, I know that horse's story a little bit we've talked about it for a while but can you tell us give us the rundown yeah so the horse i was riding um i had a starlight gypsy that was five and charlie rode him at the nfr and then i was just kind of starting to get with him after that point and in saint paul oregon he got a disease and he uh he died on me 
so I went back to the ranch where these gypsies were and I got to pick a two-year-old and luckily my brother-in-law was there I got to give him a little credit <laughs> like I don't like doing but yeah he was there and he kind of pointed me in the right direction and that's kind of how it how it turned out you know I've in the first year I was gonna stay home I had a ton of phone calls just okay you're not rodeoing you want to get rid of this horse like no I'm not done yet and when I go that's the reason I'm not rodeoing I want to have a good horse and but it's more so the story behind it than there's no money that could replace the story of going out in the pasture and picking him out and I mean I had him since he was two he's the first one I really fully trained all the way and I'm not really that much of a horse trainer so it's pretty special to me to get on a big stage and have a good win with him but uh yeah it's pretty special and starlight gypsies so yep. you've had you've had a couple of them now yeah. mm -hmm. and but yours or your original one came from ld or came, came yeah. from trevor gotcha. yeah he was actually three-year-old and trevor was riding him at one around most jackpots i remember it like it was yesterday and i was looking for something bad and i walked up to him i said man i want that horse he's a freak i can tell and he said well I, first jackpot he's super green but here we go and so when I bought him, I just took him everywhere and kind of seasoned him. And then me and Logan did good on the college finals on him, ended up 16th on him. And then that happened, which sucked because he was super mm -hmm. crazy special. But it all worked out. You know, there was a plan behind it. And now Bay's one of the top ones I'll ever have for sure. We'll call it Bay. Little Bay. Little bay. Yeah, it's real special. Little Bay. Little Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirby, who is, are you training, do you have outside horses right now? Obviously not at this very second, but what's your training program like? I, I do have some. I sent a bunch of them home. Uh, you know, we went out before we left. We, I sent a bunch of them home just to, you know, make it easier on me and not having to worry about them. Uh, but I do have some outside horses, and when I get back, I hope I get them all back because I was really getting to some good parts in them and really enjoying them. But uh, I think the little break is going to help them. And, you know, it's obviously like anything else, a little bit of time. They're going to get fatter, more healthy, and probably come back wanting to do more. But uh, when I left, we had we had plenty on our plate yeah. to yeah. do. So it was kind of nice, a breath of fresh air, to come do it. And obviously it's better when you're winning. So. Yeah. And what are your goals as far as your horse training program? Like, is that something that – I mean, you're having fun rodeoing right now. Is that something that you – want to keep pursuing on the horse training thing aggressively or putting I would, you on the spot right now? I need you to know what you're going to do with your life. Yeah. yeah. All of it. Yes. Uh, please tell me. I, I like both of them, obviously. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I do like both of them. I think you can do both of them. No doubt. I wouldn't say I'd lean 110% into that. Cause I mean, but there's a lot of guys that do both. I mean, and they're good at it. It's, I think it's, it makes it a sharper to do this and do that. You know, we get plenty of – I mean, the only time you're gone, if you're gone the whole time is three months. I mean, more or less, somewhere around there. But, I mean, honestly, it's good for me to get a break sometimes. He's going to rodeo for a couple of years. I'll yeah. We – I mean, yes. <laughs> Next year, for sure, we're going to have to. So. Yeah. And if it goes good, keep on, I guess. But I, for sure, want to want to do – I mean, like the Riata Buckle, the Futurities, you know, they're great for us. and. They're, yeah. I mean, it's unreal. The Riata Buckle last year, we we won fourth or third or fourth, and I mean, I wish he had 15 of them. We'd go to every one of them because they were that good, you know. But and people, 
they they know how good they were because they want to go do it but as far as yeah we'll be at fort worth for the big show and you know continue to get people to send us nice horses and they just get better and you can just make them better so I am going to take a quick pause here to tell you about our sponsors at Fastback Ropes. Fastback Ropes has supported the SCORE and the Team Roping Journal since the very beginning, and we are so grateful for that team, for Koi and Terry and JC and everybody who busts their butt there at Fastback to make sure the ropes are ready for everybody who needs them. They're a rope company that truly goes from top to bottom of the industry, and we are grateful for them. Now, today we want to talk about the cure. The Fastback Ropes All Nylon Four Strand Rope with a Purple Poly Core. It's small and light with great tip weight. Its vibrant chartreuse is very, very highly visible. And for every cure sold, $1 is donated to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It's a rope you can feel very good about stocking up on. Check them out at fastbackropes.com. Do you guys get to rope together at home a bunch, or? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, he comes to the house quite a bit, actually. You know, I've, uh, I've been breaking in steers a lot for the Lee Ranch back home, doing my open ropings and stuff, so we have a lot to break in, and Kirby can bring his young horses, and I can do some training on mine, and it's pretty good for both of our programs, really. I don't have near as many as he does, but I like to keep mine a little thinner, that way I can have more time for mine. You know, two different philosophies, but same goal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, what is roping producing a goal of yours in the future? Uh, I've had a lot of fun with my rodeo. It's gone really good. Uh, it's an amateur rodeo right now. I'm not sure what direction I'm going to keep going, but the team roping's been awesome. Uh, uh, we added like 8,000 this year, and everybody was there, and it was good for the little town. It, I mean, it came a pouring rain in the short round but it was still fast and fun but the producing's fun and honestly the steer deal helped me because breaking them in then the guys have fresh steers all the time and the main thing about producing roping if you have good steers you're gonna have good roping and it kind of got me back involved with the guys since i've been out and i missed it and all the camaraderie and stuff and dad flags and he enjoys being around the guys so he rides trigger and if he doesn't have trigger flag on he's not happy <laughs> but no it's fun i love producing uh i'm gonna work with pace to do some x-factor stuff mm-hmm. and my goal is one day is to have a really big open roping but my weekly ropings do so good too that just baby steps you know and the guys have been really good to me and which they believe in what I do and know I'm going to have the steers prepared as best I can. I think that helps me, though, is being a roper, knowing what you want to rope, and then having that for them. You know, there's always going to be a few hiccups, but it's been really, really good so far. Kirby, do you have some horses for the Riata Buckle this year? Quite a few? I have probably, like, actually today I talked to Ross Ashford about it. I was trying to figure out what uh, I was going to ride and what I could get him on because he was quizzing me about it and you know I've got I think like three or four but uh I mean two to three to heal on for sure but I just told him I think it'd be kind of a cool deal I have one of my friends back home has got a Mr. Plant Stylish it's pretty good he's just four and he's just a good horse and uh that deal I mean obviously it's not it's not any kind of judge I mean the horse is nice he's mm-hmm. 
big stop, nice, easy. But I mean, you have to have them ready to go for a open rope, and you need guys on them that can have five steers. You know, it's pretty full contact. They didn't they didn't play around last year, and I uh, I think that's a cool deal. You know, it's the Riata buckle. I was super thrilled, and happy, and thought he did a great job. And I, uh, I like I said, I wish he had 15 more of them. But I do have you know a few horses and. I have one head horse. I don't know if I'll ever get that lucky again, catch four steers in a row and win first. But I I do have one I can head on, but I want to have them prepared and, you know, just be ready to go, be ready to go win there because that was a – it's such – I mean, there's – the fees are so – I mean, they're just cheaper fees. They're not cheap, but they're for not – For how much you can for win. For how much you can win. Yeah. It was – we were – I mean, when they started saying how much we won, I was like, golly – you know, it's, you know, and then you got like extra checks in the mail after. Yeah, right? then we got more checks, and I was like, "This is like Christmas." My mom called me and told me, and I was like, "What? What do you mean those are?" She's like, "Yeah, it says they didn't pay our back right." And I was like, "Well, that usually means we have to send them money." <laughs> but that's always a good thing we didn't. Yeah, for sure. Billy Bob, what do you have for Riata horses this year? Uh, I have one at home right now. Uh, that's about it. But we're dang sure gonna go. We find some more. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna for sure try to keep one a year, you know, just so we can go enter. Um, it was such a good deal. But as far as right now, I just have one. The one I rode last year six now, so mm-hmm. I can't ride him. But uh, yeah, we'll be there. Good. Um, all right. So winter rodeos. That's the goal, right? Get into the winter rodeos, and then you're. Com- he committed you to rodeo. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I obviously want to do it. I mean, it's been. This is my first year to ever come out here, and. It was kind of uh, abrupt. We, I was on the way home from Mount Pleasant, and he called me and said, "Hey," I said, "Yeah." And he said, uh, "Do you want to go rodeo?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I would like that." And he's like, "Well, I need to know tomorrow." I was like, "Yeah, let's just let's let's just do it, and we'll." I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he he made he talked me into it, but I'm I'm so glad I got to come because, I mean, in the back of my mind, I really wanted to do it. I just didn't want anybody to be mad at me for, you know, they spend money on me and the horses and the, you know, the time. But at the end of the day, I think it actually helps them. And, you know, you keep your friends and your family close and they'll send them back to you. So it's pretty cool. I think everybody back home, after I talked to them, they're happy to see me go do it. So, I mean, you rope all your life. You can't. I mean, obviously, it's good that Bob kind of talked to me about that, but it's always obviously good to. At least go see what you're made of, and we've been winning, so it's been good. Has money been, or did you, I mean, you said it was a pretty abrupt decision, but, like, to decide out of nowhere that you're going to come rodeo and gas is $4 a gallon, trucks, trailers, horses, everything costs a lot, like. Funny, that's what we've been talking about. Any diesel sponsors listening? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of our conversations yeah, the other day. Last Honestly, week, yeah. We were like, golly, you know, how good would it be to have that stuff and then actually because what the good thing about the rodeos is now from when i was out here is they pay more monies you can kind of keep your money together better and not have to just max a steer out all the way you know one week we went and caught two steers and won a couple thousand that's not a ton but it keeps you going yeah you know so right now it's the most feasible time to rodeo rodeo's getting so much better and while we have good horses and Mm-hmm. stuff like that we can always stay home and run cows and ride horses you have guys that i mean like driggers he's trying to make it better for us the pay scale it's i mean we went and caught two steers and we won 10th at one and like eighth at the other and win 
1200 to 1500 i mean where can you you have to blitz one at home to win 1500 i mean yeah i mean and the guys are up good at home too when everybody's gone they think it's still a walk in the park it's not them guys i mean there's a lot of guys at home that still rope good and they can do it and they're you know got good horses great runs uh you know you give a, you give a guy a good steer they're gonna make him good i mean it's there's no secret it's so it's cool to see the money more spread out and it's easier to kind of keep the wheels turning i guess more say yeah and the setups out here are so much different you know back home it's usually all pretty fast mm-hmm. and out here they're kind of out here and we can use our horses more which that's kind of more my game anyway you know i'm not an over the shoots type of person really so anything we can come to with good setups and good steers that are kind of out there a little better, you know, is use your game. You know, you can't be afraid to admit your game. But. Kirby, speaking of using horses, I promise I won't keep you guys much longer. But speaking <laughs> of using horses, where I don't know where you learned your horsemanship from. Where, how did you develop into becoming a horse trainer or wanting wanting to become a horse trainer? Uh, you know, my dad he doesn't really believe in. He rode cutting horses for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started a bunch of cutting horses like Kobe Wood and the All Subs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he never really let me have a practice horse, which it was kind of like uh, just do whatever you can do. Uh, there's actually a horse that Jace Davis has got. He's a Sorrel. Uh, he's a bigger horse, but my dad we bought him when he was three, and he sent him to Walter and Conley Donnell for 30 days, and he said, "That's your horse. Figure it out." And I rode him till he was like 12 and Jace bought him and he actually, uh, one of my horses got crippled during the UPR, UPA finals one year and I said, hey, can I ride Risky? And he said, sure. So you wanna, you wanna practice on him? And I said, yeah, let me run a few on him. And I went to his house and he, Chet watched his head and, and I got on him, loved him around. I ran one steer and got off. He said, do you not wanna ride him? I said, man, it was like the last steer I ever ran on him. He said, are you serious? I said, man, that makes me feel good. Uh, I'll never, I mean, it was pretty cool, but mm-hmm. mainly my dad and I helped Clay Logan for a little bit. He taught me a lot. He helped me. I mean, just the mentors, you can see the people, you know, the, like the other, I mean, there's guys you can learn so much from, I mean, just looking at Trevor, and, you know, guys like them. I mean, Steve, Cade, they're all, I mean, they're, they're just simply badass to watch. I mean, they're, you can catch, I mean, you can take their stuff, put it with your stuff. I mean, it's just trial and error. So, but I mean, mainly my dad, he just, he didn't, I mean, he didn't really believe in a practice horse, which I mean, now it's, we've got them at the house. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get on and run steers. I wouldn't even call them practice horse. They're just like, oh, this horse is easy. Just run steers on him. But that was the main thing for him was for me to figure out how to learn it. And I'm glad he did. Cause there's a lot of guys out here that you can, they'll have their horse doing some crazy stuff. And the two horses in the trailer that I brought are both seven years old. So. And they're taking it like champs, six and seven, sorry. But they're taking it like champs. And I mean, the I started the Sorrow Horse. I've got two in the heel and he's, I showed him when he was five. He had a bad, uh, he crippled himself for about four months. I didn't show him when he was six. And you know, he's, he's a freak and he's easy to ride. And I got him ejected. Uh, this week and I was trying to ride him around the track and he was for sure telling me he felt a lot better <laughs> so I'm excited to get back on him that's awesome <sighs> oh man you didn't watch the rest of it at all like you didn't want did you watch Driggers go no I did yeah you yeah. did but when I guess the last team 
the last couple teams I turned around and was walking off and then I watched bits and pieces of it but I was so freaking nervous I didn't really want to I literally told Drigger this you might have to pick me up I might pass out which he's like no you won't shine whatever cool you know sorry but it's a big deal to me you know yeah. no he told us a good job he did he was, he was cool nice about it. it it was it's cool to see the guy I mean like they don't some of them will talk to you every time and he's for sure one of them and we're I'm super appreciative of that you know guys like us we we see that yeah and it's cool to you know some of the ones that are actually kind of like they actually kind of come out of the cage and like you know you try to talk to them but it's super short now they like have a conversation with you I mean it's nothing you hold against them they're just kind of standoffish but I mean it's for sure cool to see guys congratulate you and text you and you know be be nice and just it's, they're just giving you know it's but it's cool to see that once you kind of can get around them because now you're a big deal because you just won Cheyenne so like yeah Parma got a text back yeah, yeah. yeah we actually got text from them that's the first time yeah. it wasn't a trade so yeah. weird it's weird Oh, the well, guys have been really good, yeah. though. I mean, honestly, they've been really good. Ever since I started the Ropens helped me, I think. I don't yeah. know. But whatever. It's uh, We got a bunch of messages from a bunch of them today. Yeah. So real appreciative, you know. I mean, we want to – I would love to see, like, the bulldogging mentality, you know, all those guys pull for each other and stuff, which it's getting better. I mean, at Belfouche, at the, the bulldogging, I was at the trailer, and it was it was in the main – parking area where everybody was parked and I was saddling my horse and you can hear it's like a basketball game I mean you can hear them cheering that's just super Mm -hmm. cool like they they pull for each other and they do more I mean yeah like we have our friends but like I'd like to say it would be cool to see everybody cheer for everybody you know but like they have they all ride their own everybody's horses so they have to and I get it but still their attitudes and their mentality on friendships and winning is I mean they put everybody first, not just their self. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah. You can say that they don't, but they really do. I mean, they're pretty... You can tell that's probably one of the most uh, unselfish events. Awesome. Like, it's... Yeah. They cheer for each other, and they mean it. It's not like, oh, good, hey, good shot, and they turn around mm-hmm. and say, well, you could heal them faster. It's like they mean... I mean, they give... They'll hurt your hands. Slap yeah, them. they'll slap you. Yeah. And they, I mean, I love getting in the mix. I love going up there and giving a double hand. the bulldoggers yeah. and i think yeah. it was i think charlie was the one honestly that because every time bucky campbell rope he'd walk up and go yeah buck let's go buck and so now i do it to everybody <laughs> and it's like i get some weird looks and stuff but i mean golly we're not we're competing against ourselves mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah. so why not wish the best for everybody you know but it's just it's a pretty cool sport man it's it's getting better a lot of people are growing together really mm-hmm. It's it's funny because I don't think I realized that until I don't until recently, not recently, I don't know, five years in or something. Because people would ask me like, what people who have made the NFR five times will say like, well, what's Clay Tryon really like, or like, what's what's Trevor really like? And which it's funny when people in my head don't, because kind of my job to know yeah. everybody. I know everybody's personalities, I guess, but yeah. I assume you all know each other. Yep. just as well but you don't you sit in your trailers and yeah exactly hang out <laughs> yeah no it's it's been really good and fun i'm just glad we came out here and obviously after today but it's been fun getting back into the swing and getting around everybody and i've got a family back in Idaho that we stay with and they have two little kids now that kind of grew fond of me and 
it's good to go and hang out with them and see. I mean, you you meet lifelong friends out here. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's it's good to see them, and now Kirby gets a little taste of it, gets to yeah. meet all these people and see what it's about. And I tell you, we went to Big Fork, and we were kind of like we were just adventurers. We were driving yeah. around the lake in awe of how beautiful it was. Yeah, and, they probably, like, you yeah. here to rodeo, or are you sightseeing? Or, <laughs> no, we're going to do both, actually. But it was one of those things, like we just came out here to try to get in the buildings, you know, we weren't yeah. trying to overdo anything, you know, and here we are. It's crazy how it turns out better when you're not overthinking it. Here we are. This is <laughs> glamorous. Your, your trailer is very glamorous, but uh, here, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you to Kirby and Billy Bob for spending some time with us, sticking around after the perf to visit. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Score. Today's episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. You can order ropes at fastbackropes.com or pretty much anywhere ropes are sold. And, of course... We want you to know that if you missed any of the Cheyenne Frontier Days action, there is a ton of content that we turned out over the last couple weeks on Instagram, TikTok, on our website, TeamRopingJournal.com, and of course on Facebook. So thank you all for sticking with us. We will talk to you again next week.